welcome to the definitive guide on how to scale your Facebook ad account and your business. We're going to cover why raising your budgets actually is going to really hurt your account, why you don't need to do that to scale your business, how to make all of this stuff happen on an automated basis, and the numbers you really need to be looking at. Hint, it's not ROAS. Hint, it's not MER. Those things don't matter. Let's get down to all of it. We're going to debunk a lot of lies that you've been told your entire life and actually give you the keys to success. So with that, I'm super excited. Let's go! Also, before we start, I just want to say thank you very much. I know you could be literally anywhere on the internet right now, and you chose to be here, and believe me, I know that, and I appreciate it. So thank you very much. Go ahead and ask questions if you have it. If you find value in this, share it with other people. And most importantly, subscribe. Let other folks know. And if you need more advice, you need more tips, and this isn't enough for you, go to links.facebookdisruptor.com, and you'll see an entire archive of a bunch of information to help you see more success and less stress. Let's dive into it. Raising budgets will hurt your ad account, especially when we're talking about consistency and efficiency. Now, why? Why is it when you raise your budgets, your performance drops? Well, it's actually really simple. It's because of the algebra that Facebook uses to determine what we get charged. The algorithm, it's very, very simple. There are three parts that go into determining how much you pay for a sale or a lead on Facebook. First is the budget. The more money you spend, the higher the cost. Number two is the estimated action rate. How desirable is your content for an end user for them to see and ultimately how likely are they to want to engage with it and number three is your advertiser score basically the more money you want to spend the higher you're going to have to pay to acquire each individual target action but the better you are at making content that people want to see and the more engaging your content is the lower you have to pay to get desired actions and the better aligned you are with facebook as a business to meeting their business objectives and not being a liability to the end user experience, the less your transactions are going to cost. So one of the things we have to understand is if you don't make better ads, or if you're continuing to focus on showing a bunch of ads to people that might not want to see them or enforcing what we call bad impressions, or if you're not working on the quality of the user experience after they click, when they're on their site, after they've purchased from you, you are going to pay more money for every transaction. And if you don't fix points two and three, that cost is going to continue to rise. And we're going to see that in rising CPMs across your account. If you're paying more than 20, 30, 40, $50 on CPMs right now, it almost assuredly means that you don't have your estimated action rate testing together yet. Your creative testing process isn't actually worrying about making the end user experience on Facebook better. And it means that there's a gap in your advertiser score. So you're not aligned with Facebook's business objectives. And that might be as simple as working on your customer service, making your site load better, there are a lot of things that go into that. And the more you ignore that side of it, instead just try to find the right ad that makes good success in the first few days and then force that out on a whole bunch of audiences of people who don't really care, i.e. going cost caps and local likes and interest groups, the more you're gonna be focusing on trying to get a win today with hardcore DR, the harder it's gonna be for you to actually scale your business 
in a projectable, manageable way. And ultimately, the more unlikely your achieving of the, the potential that you deserve it at the end of the day do you want to have a really good hundred dollar day five hundred dollar day two thousand dollar day today and maybe two three exit in the next day or so do you want to take your thousand dollar ad account and scale to thirty five hundred or would you rather have your thousand dollar ad account spend five thousand a day every single day that's a really different conversation now one of those is you can set the house on fire and scale to the moon today. And this is often, often what we see ad agencies and elite marketers and all of that stuff talk about because they don't care about the business and they're very motivated on where they're coming from, which makes sense, right? Especially when you make a commission on ad spend, you'd want to spend as much as possible. Who cares about getting more efficient? It's about spending money because that's what pays your bottom line. That's why when you take advice from somebody that works in an ad agency about how to scale the results in an account, you have to understand that their business objective has nothing to do with your business objective and is actually creating greater amount of instability that is less sustainable and less projectable and puts the future of your business at risk. So instead, let's focus on the other two factors of that equation. Instead of scaling budget, let's work on the other pieces of scaling results by making our sales more efficient. The honest truth is, it's much easier to reduce your CPA by 10% than it is to maintain the same CPA while raising your budget 10%. If you're getting sales for say $10 and you're spending say a thousand and you're getting a hundred sales a day for the purpose of this conversation, it is much easier for you to get your average cost down to $9 and thus, grow your business by getting over a hunt uh, like an extra 10 sales a day an extra large amount potentially 100 sales over the period of time raising your overall performance by 10% way easier to do than to maintain that $10 CPA and getting an extra sale by pushing it to 100 and I mean 1000 and 100 where theoretically you get an extra 10 sales, but are you? The odds are heavily stacked in your favor if you are trying to reduce your average cost of advertising to maintain a stable scale in your business. The odds are stacked against you if you're not working on that and instead try to move the needle by spending more money, but not fixing the other issues. Also, for those of you that aren't necessarily totally aware, because I sure as hell wasn't when I was running ad agencies, it's also way more financially viable for the business to be more efficient than to have to put out the cash flow to scale the business while maintaining that efficiency. Ask any business owner, cash flow is king. And if you can maintain cash flow and scale the overall business growth without having to introduce greater resources to do it, that is infinitely more desirable and powerful to the business than maintaining efficiency and just spending more. One of those is way better. One of those is way more sustainable. One of those is actually compounding positive. The other one is spending more money. So let's get down to, in a very quick moment, understanding what the other pieces are. If you can start to test for estimated action rate, 
And that's what we talk about in Golden Bear testing inside the Facebook Ads MBA program all the time. That's one of the core elements. Now, if you bet, you've been taught how to do this by Facebook for years. They've been pushing this on you forever. What is hurting your estimated action rate? Using lookalikes, cost caps, trying to do manual bidding, a bunch of interest groups, forcing your ads on a wide variety of audiences where those people may or may not care, but you're paying a premium to reach them and actually preventing your ad from being seen by the people that it would actually probably do a lot better against. Because remember, what you're doing when you are when you are using targeting audiences, detailed targeting, et cetera, which by the way, Facebook has been trying to tell you for years to give up and they've been aggressively pushing that, deprecating interest groups by the thousands on a regular basis. The other side of this that we're getting to is what you are doing, every ad is actually a web page. Facebook is measuring the click-through rate, the bounce rate, the stickiness of that web page. And then Facebook is out, out there saying, well, who else can respond positively to this? Legitimately, every ad is effectively making its own lookalike audience because Facebook is trying to see, just like organic reach with your reels and your TikTok, who else wants to see this? The only difference is you're paying for that reach instead of earning it like you would on a creative, on a content, on an organic side. But the algorithm is the literally the exact same because it's all based around the optimized CPM environment. And that's what Facebook innovated, which made it completely different than email, completely different than search, completely different than display and native and programmatic, which is why when you're trying to focus on losing audiences and funnel hacking and all this other stuff, what you're really doing is saying, I either don't understand your business and I don't care, or I do understand your business, but instead I'm going to try to disrespect your end user for profit. Because ultimately, it is a luxury for you to be able to use the Facebook algorithm to reach potential new customers and turn the volume up on your business. But if you disrespect Facebook's business practices of giving people a positive experience by letting Facebook show them content they want to see, you're going to be taxed out of doing business because you are a liability to their bottom line. So instead, remember, every ad is actually a post ID. That post ID is actually a web page, and you are promoting that web page, and Facebook's going to find who else wants to see this web page. Remember, the Facebook news feed is actually just a list of web pages shown in order. It's the same thing as a Google search result, but it's rich media. So the point here is when you let that ad see whoever it wants to, whoever Facebook thinks is going to positively respond to that, you're going to see a better and better estimated action rate on your ads. Now, when you get better and better estimated action rate on your ads, what happens? You get lower and lower CPMs. And ultimately, what that means is, too, you're going to pay less and less money to acquire each individual sale. Now, I hear a lot of you say, well, broad doesn't work nearly as well as the lookalike. And you know what? You're right. But it can spend 10 times more. And if you took away that lookalike and stopped letting it steal all the low-hanging fruit, imagine how much better that broad would be. And you say, well, I'm using a lot of retargeting because it gets me a really great result. Awesome. At two, three, four, five times the CPM, raising your average CPM across your entire account, making your prospecting way dumber because it can't see anybody at the bottom of the funnel. And you're spending more and more money trying to force people to buy instead of growing the size of the pie of the people that are maybe interested in your business. So while you're getting a better ROAS on Facebook, you're actually hurting incremental growth to make your prospecting dumber and make your overall cost of advertising rise every single month, every single year. That's part of the reason why you're paying way more money because you're not actually algorithmically aligned with what the Facebook 
platform is asking from you. And they've been screaming it from the mountaintop since we in the, in the instructor group developed the Power 5 four years ago. And the system has not changed. If anybody tells you the Facebook algorithm is changing all the time, it means they fundamentally don't understand how Facebook ads work because it hasn't. That is an objective fact. Now, the other side of this is the third element, which is your advertiser score. How do we improve that? Well, delete bad comments. Improve your customer service. Make your website more desirable. Make it so when people see your ads, they click on a potential, then they go back to Facebook and they're continuing to bounce around. If people go to your website and then just never come back to Facebook because you pissed them off, you're a liability to their bottom line. So ultimately, you can think of it as, how do I separate somebody from their money? And you know what? You're going to be okay in this short view. Today might be better than yesterday. You might be able to go from 100 to 1,000 today. But if instead, you gave a damn about Facebook's business model and about your end customers, because they're real people, and focused on their quality of the experience on the platform and their relationship with you as a business, Ultimately, that 1,000 that you're super stoked on having can be one-third, one-tenth, one-hundredth of your normal everyday daily spend. And believe me, I've grown more than a few businesses into the nine-figure range, taking brands from three, four, five hundred dollars a day to thirty, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars a day. I've been doing that for years, and it's a repeatable process. And that's what I teach in the MBA program, but my biggest point here is to teach you is instead of trying to scale your results by spending more money, scale your results by being better at your job. Make the factory better. Don't just add working hours for your employees and you're gonna have a far more sustainable piece to your business, which ultimately is gonna lend us into the next piece. But the last thing I wanted to cover on this is something to remember very, very distinctly. And if, I get, if you learn nothing other than this today, this is what I really want you to hear. The more data you put into a single place, the smarter that place is going to be. The more complicated the machine, the harder it is to be able to understand what's working and what's not. So your number one objective when working as a Facebook marketer is ultimately to think like a banker and think like a scientist. The more moving parts you have, the worse your ad account was ultimately going to be. So you don't need more than broad because it is doing the prospecting and your retargeting and your retention. And if you only have one or two ad sets and all of your money is going to those one or two ad sets and they last for months or years, that means the money you spend today is going to make the money you spend in six months smarter. Instead of turning ad sets on and off constantly doing all this stuff and basically firing employees on a regular basis and pretending like that means you're going to have any success in business, which you're not. Now, the next thing we really want to talk about is scaling margin. What if we do want to push up the budget? Because, hey, I'm not saying that pushing up the budgets is a bad thing. I, I just talked about being able to take a brand from three, four, five hundred dollars a day to 10, 20, 30, 40, a hundred thousand dollars a day. Absolutely happened. Hell, I've spent over a million a day before. Isolated incidences, but absolutely happened. Incidences, incidents, whatever. Absolutely happened. So when you want to scale your budget, we have to understand. This math, right, of what we're average, on average paying to acquire a customer, our bid, that's our average cost, and our budget, right, plus our estimated action rate and our advertiser score. Now, if 
our objective is to make a sale for say 50 bucks and we're coming in at 48 you can be like hey we're great scale to the moon and you're gonna be rebuilding everything in a week instead you could work on making those ads smarter by again not spending in more places letting more and more data come into more and more and into fewer and fewer places getting smarter and smarter and smarter letting it see the whole funnel and not trying to undermine Facebook's unfair business advantage in the entire marketplace of controlling user journeys across multiple platforms and multiple devices, which is literally why they are the smartest, greatest tool on the face of the planet and what they did and dominated the world in an optimized CPM environment. And they won. They won the social media battle. You could try to outsmart that, or you could just go broad and let all of your data fit into here. Now we're going to solve the problem by making better ads which infinitely is smarter and way easier to manage. If the only thing you have to manage is reducing your estimated, is, is improving your estimated action rate and improving your advertiser score, then what ultimately that does is it improves the margin between your target cost and what you're averaging. And that's where we really want things to work. So let's say we're coming at the point where we are at $50 target and we're coming in at 40 bucks on a trailing seven day average. That's great. That means we are getting like 20% more results, right? Because we're able to see more business. Then we are minimum allowable. We've scaled the business. Now what that means is we can crank up the spend. So if we're at a $40, let's say it's less aggressive. Let's say it's $45, okay? At a 45, we, our target is 50. We're coming in at 45. We're driving 10% more sales a day than the minimum allowable for our investment. We're doing good. Now, what that means is we could theoretically spend 10% more money today. And if we get zero more sales across the entire business, which is also not actually going to happen because of incremental lift your email open rates are going to go up your seo will improve and your search volume is going to go up your amazon sales are going to happen your tiktoks are going to get more organic reach your instagram is going to be better like all of the other facets of your business are going to improve because you're spending more money on facebook that's also another given fact not arguable but let's say none of that happens let's say that facebook exists in isolation and you have the absolute worst possible case scenario and that you just Spend more money to reach a whole bunch of people who will never ever talk to anybody ever again about anything that you have to do and your business has no ability to monetize any attention other than a click on a Facebook ad, which again, doesn't exist. That situation does not exist. Let's take that absolute worst case scenario. $45 plus 10% is $49.50. You're still coming in at 50 cents less than your overall blended target CPA. Now, if you notice, I'm talking about CPA a lot because ROAS and MER doesn't mean anything. ROAS and MER is luck today. Out of context data, it's not actionable. CPA is actionable. When we talk about profitable scaling margin, that's actionable, right? What can we afford to acquire a customer? We can spend up to 50 bucks. Great, well, our Facebook platform right now is coming in at 45. Awesome. Let's take our one campaign. We can crank up the spend 10%. Absolute worst case scenario, we're still coming in at 1% better than our overall target, 50 cents, 1% of the 50 of the $50. The point is here, that is actually how you scale. You establish a scaling margin in your business and then you spend into it. Now, if you really want to be clever, you don't want to set the entire thing on flames, here's what you can do instead. Don't raise it by 10%. Raise it by 5. Wait a couple of days and 
spend a little bit more. If you were to raise your budget by 5%, two, three times a week, within a couple of months, you can easily two, three, four, five X your business. Now, maybe that margin is continuing to stay because now you're also getting more data into the system. You're getting more data into the system, which also allows you to spend more money on creative testing inside of your dynamic uh, creative testing ad sets inside of, your, inside of your one campaign, which is literally all you need until you're spending millions. Um, you can get to a million dollars a month runway on literally one campaign. And anybody that says that that's too simple or, not, or, or, or you need to do other things, they're just objectively wrong. Like flat out, they're just wrong. Um, I mean, I've proven it at least a dozen times for years and been teaching people around the world how to do that. And I've talked about that a lot here on Facebook uh, and on, on YouTube about the Facebook ads all the time. The one campaign to rule them all, how to spend a million dollars in one place. Super easy to do. It's just a matter of actually working on your creative testing because we're working on improving our estimated action rate and our advertiser score, which allows us to spend more money. Because remember, spending more money will objectively make your performance worse on day one. But because we have only one campaign, because it's CBO, and because we're just crank up the volume a little bit, we're also getting more data into that campaign, which means it's getting smarter faster, which means while we might see an initial reduction in, in our overall efficiency, maybe we go from $45 to $47, $48. After a week or two, especially if we get another good ad in there, who's to say it doesn't go down? Who's to say that more data doesn't make the system actually smarter? And if we get the creative testing with more resources to produce more better ads. I've done this repeatedly over and over again and taken a CPA at 3,000 a day, we were getting a 60. At 50,000 a day, I was able to get it down to 12. More data, fewer places, dynamic ads, broad targeting, and using scaling margin to define your data set instead of trying to spend more money and then complain when it breaks because apparently you don't understand simple algebra that was explained to you, but because you've been lied to by people on the internet and your bosses for years. Because they just didn't know any better. Ultimately, at some point, people that didn't know what they were talking about were in high places of authority and explained bad information to people that they poorly trained, overworked, and underpaid, and then those people started agencies and did the same thing in the next group, and then those people started agencies and did the same thing in the next group, and so on, and so on, and so on. We've been, I, I've personally seen four or five generations of this thing happen, and there's no reason that today is any different. So my point here is, if you truly want to scale the business, make the business better, and then you can add, you can ask it to deliver more resources. Think about it as a factory, okay? Now, if your factory can produce 100 things a day and you need to get to 110, you have really two choices. Number one, you make the people work longer, all right? Uh, we have an eight hour workday or a 10 hour workday, that's not good enough. You're gonna work 11 hours. Theoretically, that'll get you there. Or, you teach the people how to be better at their job. And so in that same workday, they can produce 11 or 12 or 20 items. If they can produce those items on a regular basis, it means that when you do add more employees or extend the workday or make the factory bigger, you aren't gonna lose that efficiency nearly as much as when you just ask people to work longer. 
because you've already established a margin of effectiveness. And that's really key here. So the point is not to drive it home too much. But the point is, if you want to scale your business, get better at doing the job. That's infinitely more important than trying to figure out how to spend more money. Because spending more money is less desirable in scaling your business than getting better at doing the work. When you're good enough at the work, you can spend more because you have a margin in which to scale. And you can change that five, 10% a week, a, a, a day at a time. You can do that two, three times a week. Who's to say you can't? But if you're sitting at a 45 and you raise it by 5%, maybe absolute worst case scenario, you don't get any additional sales, right? So if you get no additional sales of that 50, you're going to go to 47.50. Now, odds are we know you're going to get incremental lift across other channels. So your actually net performance isn't going to go all the way up to 47.50. Maybe it goes up to 47 on a blended. And then after a few days, the, uh, the things get smarter and you're able to test more ideas. And maybe because you're getting a higher volume of data and making that machine smarter on a regular basis with better ads, you actually reduce your cost to 43. Spend more again. And you're going to see that happen over and over and over again. That's how you scale a business. When somebody says, how do I spend more money on Facebook? What it means is they're not interested in getting better at the job. They want to maintain efficiency and just force the machine to work harder. And the honest truth is that doesn't work. It can work in isolation for a short period of time. You know, often we have untapped potential, right? And when you spend in that untapped potential, that's great. But if you drain the bucket faster than you fill it, eventually you have nothing left. And I think that's a really, really key point. So we will get to one other part about automating all of this, because believe me, it can be. I currently have multiple accounts spending between 500 and 20, 30, $40,000 a day that I basically touch once or twice a week because all the budgets are completely automated. All I'm doing is dynamic creative testing after running Golden Bear on some elements. And I'm just getting better and better at letting Facebook have higher quality choices to make on my behalf because I'm a good manager. I'm not a micromanager of my employees and then upset at them when they fail because I tried to bank my entire business on somebody that got lucky on day three. I'm not running creative tests once a week and then taking whatever wins and throwing into my scaling campaign and betting the farm on it and then complaining when I lose because I'm not a victim. It's a choice. You just need to be taught how to use the system properly. And that's what this is all about. So I hope that this makes sense. By the way, there's way more videos way more podcasts about this stuff way more blogs on my site you can absolutely dive into those go to links.facebookdisruptor.com you can also get into the webinars you can talk about the mba program you can get consulting stuff i'm more than willing to sit down with you and make this work with you because it's really easy once that light bulb switches you're going to see success now the last thing i want to cover in here is automated rules everything that we just talked about is actually applying very simple business rules to very stable business situations, right? When you don't have five audiences and three sets of ads and you know, you're not funnel hacking all parts of the funnel, and you're not doing cost caps here and lookalikes there and chasing all of these moving parts. When you have broad in one campaign that kind of looks something like this, right? Winners on top, maybe two DCTs running against it with your active ad sets inside of a CBO. When you've got your Facebook ad account that simple, and it's just working for you, 
because instead of you trying to micromanage and undermine it, you're giving it tools to succeed on your behalf. So you're treating it like a good manager instead of a really insecure micromanaging boss that we've all had. Then you can automate this entire system. How do we automate it? Let's talk about the example we just said. If my target CPA is 50 bucks, trailing seven day on the Facebook platform, and I'm coming in at a 45, why shouldn't I spend 5% more? I could write a rule that literally says, uh, if my cost per purchase is less than $45 over the last seven days, increase my budget by 5%. Do that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's a very easy rule to run. It's almost impossible to screw up. And you'll scale your business pretty much to the moon. You're gonna have to take a look at that, right? But then you don't have to worry about audiences anymore. You don't have to worry about budgets anymore. You're not worried about like funnel hacking anymore. You're merely working on how do I run creative testing to give my one campaign the best chance for success by giving it the best ads to ultimately reduce my average cost per sale by improving the estimated action rate of each one of those ads. And what can I do in my business with the dozens of hours a week that I'm now saving to improve my advertiser score by working on my call center, working on my page, improving the load times, improving the site experience. What can I do on all of those things? How do I improve my organic marketing? How do I improve my email? How do I improve my search results? How do I improve my call center? How do I do all of those things so my advertiser score improves? And at that point, I have to spend more money because I'm too efficient. And that's the situation you should be in. So don't ask yourself, how do I spend more money on Facebook? That's the wrong question. The right question for you to be asking yourself is, how do I reduce my average cost per sale so that I have to spend more money? Once you flip that script in your head and really begin to focusing on the things that matter and stop treating Facebook like email and search and display and native and programmatic where you see it get a set CTR and a set CPM and you just push money. Once you realize that Facebook is actually real people, where there is an omni-channel, there's a multi-platform, multi-device customer journey that can last days, weeks, months, or years that Facebook is using over a decade of data and all your purchase information ever as a person to curate because that's what they do. Then you never have to worry about audiences again. You never worry about bidding again. You never worry about budgets again. All of that distraction and noise goes away. You can save hours every single week and ultimately focus on the one thing that matters. And that's what happens when you shake the hand of the customer digitally. What is their impression of you? And every salesperson that actually does face-to-face -face communication will tell you, what's your first impression? How do you communicate? That is what actually matters. Everything else is noise. So I'll leave you with that. YouTube thinks you might like these videos over here. And don't forget to subscribe. I really appreciate it. Tell your friends. I can't wait to see you again. Until next time, I'll see you on the internet.